Insert your own theme tune here. Insert your own podcast here. Goodbye. Thank you. Do all the work yourself. How are you doing? Hello, welcome to... How are are you doing? How are you doing? (laughs) What's up? What's been going on with your life? Yeah. Hope you're having fun. Um, Here we are again. It's myself, Carrie Marks and... uh, Nick Doody. Lovely tune. And Nick Doody. Um, And I am hungover. Um, Very little sleep and uh, I don't really drink much anymore, but um, I did. Yeah, I don't either. The hangovers are. I don't even drink that much. I drank a lot for me. Right. <laughs> right. Which is, um, I, I nowadays I just don't seem to be able to take it like I used to, and uh, feel I can feel the damage. It's like uh, it's like having a hammer in my head. And we're going to probably. I think what we're going to talk about today is Brexit. Ah! So maybe having a hangover is actually the right mood for, for talking about Brexit. It's a very Brexit thing to have. I think as a hangover. Yeah, it's a very heady subject, isn't it? Do you ever feel like we have a sort of pre-hangover what as a nation <laughs> well, we all have like, pre-hangover all the time yeah, <laughs> until no, we get a, the hangover we deserve no, we're having, like, the thing hasn't happened yet and we're already yes. sick of it wish we'd never done it Yes, it's, it hurts it hurts yeah I think we're all in a lot it of hurts. pain right it's, now it's, it's like some mad magical drink that just harms you before you've <laughs> taken a sip of it just the thought of it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you can have that kind of sometimes you're in a particular state someone's going Let's go out tonight. And go, oh, I really don't want to. I don't want the hit. And you know, before you, you're already fearing it before it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pre um, Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, before we get into this, let's have uh, just a quick general chat before we get into heavy stuff and everything. Tell, tell me a bit about how Edinburgh went. Uh, well, as far as I know, it's still there. Yeah, the, uh, we're talking about the festival, not the uh, the fact of its play. How, how did it? How did it go? <laughs> Uh, is 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 it still as strong a festival as ever? Do you think, or are numbers weakening, or is it? Uh, it is still massive, changing? and they'll do the they'll do the usual thing of coming out. You know, oh, the festival broke all records and blah blah blah. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, it's pretty busy. Okay, uh, I'd say maybe a little bit down in the middle of the week in terms of um, um, audiences, but I didn't ask around that much. Um, and it's like it always is. You know, audiences are this much up, but yeah. shows are this much up. Like, yes. There's so many more shows than there were the previous year. It's hard to tell in that atmosphere of showing off what's what's real as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because everyone's got their own stories. And I speak to a number of comedians and hear a different story to obviously what they're putting out on social media all the time because it's uh, sell, sell, sell. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. And then when you, speak, when you speak to your mates separately, they're like, yeah, it's been hard this week and it's not that busy or, you know, it's... Uh, or the press aren't coming in and so on. So I think I think there's it's, it's several different narratives happening now. Yeah, also it's after, so you can read your own reviews now, after the festival. I tend, I tend right. not to. Uh, so so people, people would tell you when you got a really nice review, but um, hopefully they won't when you got a horrible star. I, I discovered that I had a two-star review. Oh, really? The, yeah, I, I, only, I only knew about the five-star one. Right, okay, yes. But, um, I wasn't aware of That very often happens on the same day, doesn't it? I don't think this was the same day, although I don't know what day the five-star review was in. I mean, there were some lovely ones, and then there were some really tough ones. Um, just a couple where I just, you know, it's very hot. And the audience, and maybe, maybe I've done something to the start of the show that's made it weird. Yeah. But I, rem- I remember, I know definitely who this reviewer was. Because I saw she sort of um, sat on her own away from anyone else and took up like three seats with a uh, with a big pad and was writing like long sentences the whole way through. Oh right, if she's writing long sentences, then she's not paying attention, is she? Yeah, sort of thing. But yeah, um, make notes. What's wrong with you? Uh, but in general, the show went really well. There's a lot of nice 
stuff in there. I have. Um, I've just done my first two circuit gigs back right. in Edinburgh, and I really, I, I, I had not done a normal gig in Edinburgh. I'd hadn't done, done like a twenty minute set. I'd done gigs to kids or weird shows where you're playing Dungeons and Dragons right. or you know those sort of strange. Like nothing. I did a uh, political animal. Yep. That was fun, but that's entirely political, and they want to be there to hear politics stuff. And last night I realised. A, how rusty you can get on your own material when you haven't done it in, you know, five weeks. Very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but also how... Because we don't rehearse. As people yeah, don't rehearse. yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedians rarely, they're, they're, I'm sure there are some. Now, I have walked into, uh, I don't want to name names, but I have walked into a dressing room before and seen a comedian rehearsing his stuff to a mirror and taking bows. <laughs> taking bows? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> It was a newish act, um, but mostly <laughs> mostly comedians don't rehearse. We don't we don't run through our own stuff in our head ever. And then uh, well, at least I don't. I don't think most most of us do. No, tend not to. And, and um, but then with everything that's happening, political stuff. You know, you try and keep it fairly evergreen. So I had a kind of little timeline in my show. How did we get here? Yeah. Mainly, you know, how do we get to the point where Boris Johnson becomes prime minister? So I run through the Tory leadership campaign. But that now feels like such ancient history. Yes, things are changing really fast, yeah. really rapidly. So, so it's, you know, um, it's about, this is material that is topical to within the last six weeks. Yes. But, and that it's fucking ancient. It's absolutely no longer relevant. We should mention also you did um, some interviews with other people up there. I did, um, yeah. So there's, a, there's two of them already out. Uh, Simon Evans' one, which was great. Really enjoyed listening to that one. Uh, and Andrew Doyle. Um Quite a long, very yeah, interesting yeah, the, interview the, the with Andrew as well. The Omnibus edition of... Uh, the Omnibus, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, you covered absolutely everything of uh, social politics with him. Excellent. Uh, and life. And uh, I think it'd be hard to have another interview with him for a few years <laughs> because you, you milked him. We're very much. To, I did milk him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which other ones are coming up that you did whilst you were up there? Uh, I also interviewed uh, Constantin Kissin. Okay. And Stuart Goldsmith. Cool. All right, lovely. And yeah. those, are, those are both still to put out. Um, I had a couple more set up and people dropped out for reasons of either everything going mental because they got nominated. So right. I was gonna, uh, Jess Foster Key was going to do one, but suddenly she's putting on extra shows here, there and everywhere and getting nominated. She must have been interviewed. Uh, you know. oh, she prior- prioritised her career, did I she? I know. If you're listening, damn you, Jess. <laughs> yeah. uh, her, her show was absolutely brilliant. Right. Uh, okay. And uh, also Laura Lex. Yep. As an interview, I thought um, her her she had a really interesting show, and I wanted to talk to her about. Yeah, she had a great uh, show. Climate last year. anxiety. Is that what her show is about? It's what some of her show is about. Okay. Like she, you know, she talks about how this is this really existential threat, and we're just arguing about all this other shit that doesn't matter, and she has you know absolute you know, mental health issues with it, and as she puts it in the show. Uh, it's it's not like I'm imagining the climate problem. It's real. It's just that it's easier to medicate me than have a word with China. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, this is, it's a really, really, really strong show. But when I was going to interview her, the Amazon set on fire and she basically couldn't leave the house. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Right. That's, that's now down the, the, to be the most uh, unusual reason to cancel an interview. Well, I mean, so I knew it would be... I, I, she's not the only person I know... Who, who suffers from this? And yeah. She's not even the only person called Laura I know. <laughs> really, yeah, it's that yeah, common, yeah. is it? I imagine there's an awful lot of that, though. I think the way I think, I think the media really does uh, 
get in our heads. And it's not, it's not just media, it's because we're, we're constantly on social media uh, reading things that confirm our fears. Um, and I think it's very easy to, to get yourself into a state about things you have very little control over. Yeah. Which is hard, which, is, which brings us around to Brexit. But before we get into to the mess... Yeah, uh, I, I, th- I think less about Brexit. I mean, we, we could do one more on Brexit at some time. Just at the time that we're recording, it's fucking chaos out there. It's all over the place. Um, can I take us somewhere else just for a moment first? Just Please. tell you of uh, uh, a study, of, you know, another piece of news. Uh, a study recently into centenarians and how how some people living to 100 and 110 years old. Right. Yeah. Um, and this began... Why didn't they do this study before? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah no. <laughs> prepare us. So, well, there actually there's been loads of studies before into centenarians because there's some parts of the world where people live to 100 or 120 and so on. Right. Um, and, and they tend to be the same areas. There's, there's certain parts of Italy, certain parts of Japan. And, uh, and for, for years now, scientists have been coming up with... with uh, um, guesses to do with uh, the diet but the diet sure. never really made total sense because if it's fish for instance people over Japan eat lots of fish yeah. so why isn't that happening everywhere uh, and then uh, maybe the air is particularly clean in some places maybe because it's hilly and people walk more uh, get yeah. more exercise blue zones that's what they're called right what's blue zones uh, uh, areas of the world where there's an unusually long lifespan right I think oh it might well be okay so there's been a new study it's it's not been peer-reviewed yet, but it's it's looking like they might have finally found the answer as to how people are living for this long. I almost feel like we should come back to this at the end of the podcast and go, find out. Yeah. But we don't do that kind of a podcast. This There's is no, the moment no we, editing. We, 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 don't, we don't play in, tricks. <laughs> we bring in Patreon backing. And if you back us on Patreon, we'll tell you how. Yeah. <laughs> go to our, set up your own Patreon website for us now. Yeah. We don't have one. We don't. And then put money in it. Um... Okay, so the answer? Racism. People, not racism, keeping <laughs> them alive for longer. I was just thinking like, <laughs> you know, you know, you know old, old, old people have very old attitudes sometimes. Yeah. Just like, and people sort of forgive it more. Yes. If they if they just interviewed a lot of people who are over 100, that's really racist. <laughs> <laughs> and then wrongly concluded that racism just look extends your life. Yeah, it's racist because they just look old. <laughs> um, and the actual answer they believe they found is the reason why people are living so long in some areas because they're liars that's what Ah. okay so this is being noticed more since uh, because a lot of it was before there were very good there was good record keeping and as the record keeping has gone better they've looked into lots of cases of people who are living to uh, becoming centenarians and it's because uh, some of them might be just getting their age mixed up. Right. They're, they're adding two years for every year after a certain point. Um, but also, what's always been odd about these areas where people live so long is they have short lifespans mostly in those areas. People live long in areas with short lifespans where there is a great deal of violence uh, and where uh, um, conditions uh, uh, reduce life expectancy. Um, and many of the people are getting benefits by becoming their mothers. <laughs> Right. Okay. At some point during their life. So that's now... I think it's particularly interesting before we get into the Brexit thing is that sometimes something looks really obvious. And even with something like that's, that, you realise that actually the explanation was more obvious than the, it's because we accepted the information. It's a kind of a, a fake news that's been running naturally yeah, without, yeah. without intent, rather. That, that's what... That, that's... <sighs> There's loads of things where, you, where, you, where you, you're always missing say that. 
Yes. You know that's yeah. so, so it's when you know I think it's 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 okay to punch Nazis. Me really means it's okay to punch people I think are Nazis. Yes, I right. say Nazis. Yes. And invisibly, people who are a hundred have this in common. Really means people who say they're a hundred. <laughs> yes. Have this yeah. in common. Yeah. But what they really have in common is fakery. Wow. So is there a big crossover between people who are over 120 and totally saw a ghost once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think they would have if they'd seen that correlation earlier. They were going, ah, oh, it's really obvious. Yeah, and they could fly in the Cause, 30s. Because for a long the time they thought, they thought seeing a ghost was just down to how much fish you had. <laughs> <laughs> My granddad used to claim to have seen a ghost. And when I think back to his story, which was about seeing this woman walk along the corridor and nod... It seems like he's really seems to have ruled out the idea it could just have been a silent woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she was she was nodding with the head that she was holding yeah. under her arm. Um, all right, shall we get round to? I don't think it's so much right. Brexit is changing so rapidly yeah. that almost anything we say is going on right now will not be going on by the time we put this out. Even if you put it, put this out, put this recording out pretty fast. Yeah, but what's what is interesting? Even I, if we were streaming this live, I can't. Go yes, out yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still going to be wrong. I cannot decide whether everything happening at the moment is is a demonstration of how broken our system is and 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 all the ways in which Parliament doesn't really work, or whether it's just totally the opposite. Whether whether we have whether what we're seeing is so many systems in place to stop extreme manoeuvres from happening. Uh, and, and keep things under some kind of control. Right. So, and we're seeing tactics. I'll, I'll read off some of these ones. Um, what we're seeing is uh, use of prorogues, uh, caretaker governments, uh, queen yeah. speech, uh, no deal gambles. Um, you know, whether that kind of gamble with work, withdrawal of the whip has been an interesting thing. Uh, votes of no confidence, um, election timing, uh, and and the vote against an election, and so on. So all these different methods are coming in to uh, uh, to, to keep thwarting something from happening. And what we're seeing actually is basically every weapon and tool that is available to politicians right now. So we're yeah. learning a lot about Parliament and fast. We are. And it's really, really delicate, right? There's, there's a lot of... It's, it's you know, as a chess player, it reminds me a lot right. of that kind of, all right, what is the most evil thing my opponent could try? Yeah. And I just have to be kind of vigilant in, to an almost paranoid level. Yes. To make sure that doesn't work. Uh, so in, in, it's in like the... chess, but where each player really starts celebrating in a really childish way when the other one makes a mistake. You know, everyone, everyone's waiting for the other one to fuck up in some way or other and trying to milk that to every kind of drop they can get out of it. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, the, the the example right now is uh, what just happened with... Um... Right, we've got Dominic Cummings, who... Everyone can say fancies himself a bit of a, a bit of a rationalist, a bit of a, a long term strategic advisor to Boris Johnson, right? Yes, um, which is already an unusual role. I suppose Alistair Campbell had a similar role with with the Labour Party, right? As a yeah, strategist, but, but, but the, the difference right? with that, strategist uh, is, is quite yes, yeah, chief strategist. But um, we, we've we've moved on from which, which I always thought thought was weird is where we had the spin doctors who. At one point, we're kind of more backstage, and then we've seen more and more with with uh, American governments and and in Britain, we've seen where spin doctory uh, is, is totally accepted that they even go over to the spin doctor 
uh, during election for their point of view for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. Well, like obviously the spin doctor's job is to, to lie and to spin this to make it. Look of course, is it Spin Alley? Yeah, so they have a they have yeah. a debate, and then they go, "Well, to find out what to find out what to think of what you just saw." Yes, yeah. But we moved on to this blatancy of the uh, the strategic advisor, who who quite clearly his, his job is to actually advise a prime minister. Uh, over how to play things in order to get what you want, rather than the prime minister doesn't get to claim I'm only doing what's best. Well, this right? is, this is weird, right? Because um, the a big difference between Dominic Cummings and Alistair Campbell is Alistair Kim Campbell was a member of the Labour Party, right? At yes. the time of an, you know, at the time that he was uh, working for Tony Blair, yeah. So he, you know, had every interest in wanting. Labour to win general elections and to get power so that they could enact the sort of policies that Labour wants to enact. Yeah, the difference with Dom, Dominic, Dominic Cummings, as far as anyone's aware, has never been a member of the Conservative Party. He doesn't particularly prove it. Once Brexit, pretty single-mindedly, and and that just because he wants to kind of smash the system, in a way. He, yeah. he it, like that. That's and he's he's been writing blogs for years and years and years. He's very open about what he wants to, you know. This is the establishment. This is the system. Uh, it is bad for S, Y, Z. So we should smash it and build something better. Yeah. Um, and he's painted from everything. From uh, it, it doesn't get many nice uh, reviews. For sometimes he's going to be an evil genius, right? Yeah. But the odd thing I think, from the point of view of Boris Johnson, is that Dominic Cummings does not care about Boris Johnson, except insofar as Boris Johnson can deliver Brexit. Mm -hmm. So. Boris Johnson is the host animal for the Cummings parasite, or symbiote. It's a symbiote right now, but if it looks like Boris Johnson isn't the tool if to get Brexit done, right. he would just chop him out of the way and get someone else in. Yeah. Which is kind of, in some ways, a weird... A weird person for Boris Johnson who wants to be loved. He want, he's wanted power since he was a child, but he, want, he also wants to be popular. Yes, he wants to be like the best prime minister of all time. Yes, and, and I think, his... and he oddly models himself on, uh, or I think I don't know if models himself is the right way of putting it. But Margaret Thatcher would be a massive influence to him, and Churchill would be a massive influence to him, right? Ch yeah, Churchill, any, anybody you thought of in legendary terms. Yes, I think so, and I think a lot of what he's doing at the moment is kind of reeks of a kind of Thatcher stance. You know, taking on the unions, taking on uh, the IRA, and so on. It's, it's like. I will not let go. I will not bend. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. And I think he's probably admired those traits, and that's what he's doing right now. Is it being absolutely unflinching? Yeah, and you can imagine. You can imagine him writing himself into his own history books in his head. You can imagine like Boris Johnson when he wakes up in the morning. Imagines in five years' time they'll look back and think I did this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In Ten years' time. Twenty yes. years' time. But he's taking some massive gambles with his with his reputation with every decision he's making right now it's for, for all we know within a few days or it's possible he's going to resign and be the shortest lived prime minister we've ever had yeah not I mean, the it's, shortest lived in life you know, no, in, no, no. In, the, in the role it's i mean it's saturday well in fact it could be shortest lived because he said he'd rather die in a ditch than uh, than not get yeah. uh, brexit through by the 31st of october so uh, there's people digging the ditch already <laughs> yeah there's, there's ditches already yeah <laughs> so strange um, and yeah, so so this guy Dominic Cummings yeah. uh, is his whatever you call this, a chief advisor, strategist. But someone he's uh, yeah now now I've struck on this metaphor. He he's 
is kind of a parasite and a host animal that is for now for now has uh, aligned motivations with the host animal <laughs> yes for now yeah but uh, and I agree with you if that, if that changed it would be his plan that continues so he's in a very powerful position yeah for someone who shouldn't really be there in the first place well yeah we we can argue about that as well right um, Dominic Cummings is unelected per se right that, that, that always happens there's always always people who you know powerful people surround themselves with Eminence Greece is the, is the term um, and they're not elected Alistair Campbell you know wasn't elected to advise Tony Blair the rest of it but also Boris Johnson wasn't elected by the yes. public yes <laughs> He was elected by a very, very strange cohort of people who are far, far to the right. Yeah. Uh, you know, far to the, to the right of the average Tory voter, not just yeah, you know, the right of the public. And it's hard to know. I, don't, I think everything's a shambles right now. But it's oh, hard yeah. to know what plans uh, are being played out as well. In, in a sense, uh, Boris is in a better position than he was before because in uh in in getting rid of how many mps was it 21 i think now 21 yeah well who, yeah who were opposing well, his well, position i mean they jumped that's he he said that he, he threatened that he would remove the whip yeah which uh, normally sounds, sounds like a nice thing if you're going to take a whip away from me i'll be very happy it, but in politics it sounds to me it sounds to me like can you explain removing removing the whip? It's, uh, well, apart from the fact, it sounds like if you call a nurse at a party and said, "All oh, right, what's the worst thing you've had to do in A and E?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Remove the party whip. The, wor- the, worst no was, longer... the worst was putting in the whip. I had no idea yes. why I've been required to do that. I mean, also to have to remove it, it must all be up there. <laughs> Otherwise, you just pull it down. No, just enough to get stuck. So in this I'm country, about, I'm about to describe the picture there, but I thought it was too much. Go on. <laughs> in this case, it would mean that they can't, they cannot stand as a Conservative Party candidate on the next election because their votes are no longer counted as Conservative votes in the House of Commons, something like that. Yeah. Um, and this was a threat that he made, and it felt a bit extreme. And in fact, on uh, I think it was Channel Four News interviewing Andrea Leadsom on the night of the rebellion. And she went, well, we'll see in the morning. We'll see on Monday whether they do. And, and, and apparently within within the hour of this happening, they'd already had texts and phone calls saying, like, you you know, removing the whip, you know, not understanding, all the rest of it. Uh, so, uh, A, it, a lot of people thought it might be a bluff, maybe didn't believe that they were going to go that far yeah. as to actually sat them. But secondly, it happened so fast that people thought, Oh, they were just ready to do this. Yes. So it, it now looked not so much like a rebellion that was punished as a purge. Yeah. And for all his, his lies, you could also argue that he's sticking to his word. What he said when he got in was, that was his ticket to get in for Boris, was I am going to pull out every stop necessary to get out by by October 31st, which is what he's doing. Yeah, do or he's die. He's finding, every, yeah, do or die, absolutely every possible loophole. That, that's what he's, he's saying on. that. But he also he also said that um, he would do what they could to get a deal. He thought no deal was about a one in a million chance, and sure. then, and then the noises coming out of Brussels are that he's 
not making any serious attempts to get a deal. It's, he, has, yeah. he hasn't done any negotiations. He has, he's, he's drawn a red line that seems on the face of it impossible for the EU to comply with by saying, I want a removal of the Irish backstop, stop, calling it undemocratic. But he hasn't suggested any replacement for it. He hasn't made an alternative proposal. We're seeing proposal. some of the weirdest kind of bluffing ever, aren't we? It'd be like if we were playing cards and, and you're facing me and you go, uh, uh, oh, I seem to have a good hand here. Then you, you deliberately and quite loudly turn to the person next to you and go, I've got a shit hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Don't exactly. tell anyone. It, it's, it, yeah, he's like, he's like a, a hostage taker in a negotiation who's just left his finger on the megaphone <laughs> going... <laughs> Well, as long as they don't know we don't have any hostages, we should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, it's, it's a... And the other guy outside the hostage negotiator is going, no, we're not really going to kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't got enough backup here. But to, we'll pretend we have. Yes, the, the, the key to this is that we have to pretend we're willing to kill the hostages <laughs> in order to get away. Uh, why am I talking so loudly? <laughs> The windows open and they stood outside. Yeah, yeah. So, and, so and it's, it's, it's bluffing. In, this is right. And, and now we're seeing bad bluff or weird bluffing going on on both sides as well. Because because what the Labour Party, their latest hand apparently is to uh, uh, is is to try. They, they, what they want to do is to negotiate for the best deal they can do, and then they're going to put it to the public uh, with an option to remain, which they're going to push for. Which yes. leaves the question of, is it worth the EU even offering a good deal if they know already that we're going to push for Remain? If, if, if well, I go, well, the if, Labour Party will go... Well, bear, bear in mind, the Labour Party already did this at the last... At the, last um, at the time we had the last referendum, as did the Conservative Party. The referendum. Well, some, right. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, the 2016... It's 2016. going to become known as the last, last referendum. Yeah, yeah. Probably like 30 referendums the from final. now. Yeah. Yeah, um, what they they the, well, the, the Labour Party were officially uh, campaigning for Remain. Yeah. And so there wouldn't be any different. To, you know, really well, they did really well. Like, yes. How much do you like the European Union? Uh, 7 out of 10, or whatever. <laughs> Corbyn said 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10, I think, yeah. 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 Um, I, I don't see... It, Business-wise, that sounds like a terrible thing to do. You know, it, like if I'm buying a car... I, I'm, I've got to show that I'm prepared to walk away. This is what the part of where, where the no deal thing comes in, right? If if I if I'm if I'm bartering for anything, yeah. The secret of bartering is always to show you're willing to walk out the shop. Otherwise, the shop if the shop the, 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 the car salesman is not going to offer sweeteners and so on if they know I'm going to buy anyway. Yeah, but this is more like um, the shop is a shop that sells fire extinguishers, and you're th and you're saying. If you don't come down in price, I'm going to walk away into this fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk away whilst on fire. You know, yeah, there's, 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 the walk away point is a really damaging. It, it is It's bad for the European Union, right? Yes, but they the don't only, want it. Yes, I'm saying the but only it's worse thing, for us. It's much worse for us. But the only option here that they most wouldn't want for themselves would be the No Deal. So it is still a bargaining chip. Uh, and it also means yeah, it it it, it is. It also it's, means it's long delays and continual. But, it, but it's partnership. Uh, it's partnership to get things like uh, extensions and delays and monogamy. I, I don't think it's a bargaining chip on those red lines. You can't like the European. The European Union has other things that are worse than no deal. Like one of them would be sending a message to every member of the European Union that you can get every advantage of the EU, but 
uh, have zero free movement or do you know what I mean? Or and you can okay. just you can just stay in the uh, customs union and everything else, but and, but diverge from customs union for everybody else in the world and or whatever. Would you say that the no deal option is the only option we have though to improve on May's deal, which has already been rejected? It's weird we're going back to a rejected deal now as going that might be the best deal. But it, the only way of improving on it, the only way I can see of improving on it, it is by threatening a no deal and then getting the, and, and forcing the EU to renegotiate. Right? Otherwise, that, I mean, that's the, the minimum there's, there's level. There's some intransigence on both sides. Like, the, um, I think I heard somebody, was a Hugo Rifkind on a podcast the other day, mentioned that some people were talking about, all right, so you get rid of the Irish backstop, but you enable uh, Britain, Ireland and, and, and the EU all to make all to make unilateral legal changes that mean uh, they can... So, so, so Britain goes, right, we are going to keep... Uh, we're going to keep uh, customs arrangements exactly the same in Northern Ireland as they are in Europe. Do you know what I mean? Like, so... Just have a set of weird laws that we've enacted. Like the Good Friday Agreement is a set of weird laws yeah. that we enacted to keep the peace, right? That, yes. that strange uh, cross border between Northern Ireland, you know, the we between the UK and the rest of the EU. Um, but that worked because of the European Union, right? The European Union is one of the right. signatories to the yeah Good Friday Agreement, and yeah, it would be a very, very, very bad thing. Because right, here's an issue. I, I don't quite see how a no deal Brexit isn't just in breach of the terms of the Northern of the Good Friday Agreement. I think it is. So are we don't we just legally is, it's, it's, tied into a treaty like a really important treaty, a treaty that's guaranteeing literal peace in this country and our closest neighbour. Yes. That that took fucking generations to get to. And we are contemplating doing something that is in breach of that, where we're the we're one of the people. Like, like the, the USA helped out, the EU helped, like. Yeah. But we're actually going. Nah, fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm beginning to think we have to have a completely different attitude to treaties in the future. You know, we don't make yeah, treaties and back out plans, do we? And uh, really, when the EU was put together, there should have been. Some kind of plan of what, what and it is. There what obviously, obviously was, was but it's not very. We're seeing how complex it is now. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every no one expected this, right? There, there was no one predicting this is going to go on for three years uh, to even work out a deal and how, how the hell we get I, we get out of there. Th- and, that's not. That's not. That's not true. Uh, if you asked some of the Brexiteers around 2016 before, they said, um, "Yeah, we will. We will uh, come out, and it'll probably be about ten years of negotiation." But people like Farage were oh, saying really? that at one point. Yeah. It just, it just, as it got more heated, and then especially after the, after the, uh, after the vote, it's, it became insane. And now, if you ask people now, there'll be people who said, "Oh, well, we won't have to leave the, uh, the single market or the Cosmos Union. That was all a lie. Uh, we can have, we can have Norway plus, right? Like, so we got everything Norway has plus membership of the Customs yes. Union." And people who were saying that will now swear blind that all they ever wanted was a no deal Brexit. And that's the only pure form of Brexit, and they would never have put up with anything. Yeah, sure. We're hearing a lot of people say that that people basically voted for No Deal Brexit anyway as, as an option. They voted, they voted for Brexit, whether it was No yeah, Deal yeah, or yeah. not. So that was, in a sense, included. And then, of course, the Remainers will was, argue, was... no, that wasn't ever made clear to people. It was a case of do you want a Brexit by by a, you know a negotiated well, deal. Well, the, the weirdness here, like this is a point that Andrew Doyle made when uh, 
<laughs> that mega interview was um, as part of the government and Remain's uh, campaign. They went, listen, we could lose access to the single market, all the rest. Of it. So we, like, the, the public were warned that that could happen. Yes. But what he didn't say was that the Leave side went, no, we won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a part of me thinks, I know it's a real casual analogy is to compare it with a divorce but there is still that in the air as well that if a divorce works out really complicated and it's getting mean then it kind of is evidence that there was a problem in the first place I, th- I think it I think it just might not be possible to do a version of this that will please everyone I think that's the that's the problem we can come up with the opinion union I see no reason they couldn't just go yeah Norway but there's this weirdness with Ireland that you're going to sort out I, I'm not saying I have the solution to that but there yeah. may be a solution right it's just that if we do that, people will still go, that's not proper Brexit. Yep. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. I don't think there's any way we're going to come out of this with, with, with something that's going to please everybody. Uh, people are going to but feel, that's the problem. People are going to feel, half the country's going to feel betrayed no matter what we do now. You know, and, and it's the same as if we have another referendum now. It's still, even if it goes remain, we, we've got that problem that uh, yeah. then everyone who's, who voted Brexit is going to say, right, well, we need another referendum then. If you get another referendum... Then why don't we get another referendum? Is it the best of three? Do you have the best of five? Well, I mean, all right. What what if we had? What if we just tossed a coin? What if and we... everyone had to agree to however the coin landed? That's what we do. What if I mean I, I don't really think that's a good idea. But what if we had what no. if we had a referendum? <laughs> no. <laughs> what if we had a referendum where Remain wasn't on the ballot? Where we said oh, all right, leaves. Oh, I think let's talk about that. As leave, well. Leaves one. Yeah. What kind of leave? Um, all right, but then you're still going to have to negotiate the best deal you possibly, possibly can. Yeah, yeah so. you do, right. So, But, but my, my problem with that is that it doesn't pass, we were talking about this earlier, the, the Condorcet test. Right. And the Condorcet test is uh, in um, like the mathematical theory of, of elections. If you've, got, if you've got a voting system with multiple parties and it produces a winner, that winner if it's going to pass the Condorcet test, if your system passes the Condorcet test, that winner should also be all of the other parties if it was just down to a one-on-one, to one one, two horses. So individually, right? Yeah. So if I'm playing two other people, well, chess, say, uh, and I overall win the, the tournament uh, amongst a group of people, I should have been able to win the, win the games against each one individually as well, rather than overall be a winner. Yeah, although I mean, right. the, the game theory of that doesn't work out with chess, but it, it would... Um, yeah, and, and if you've got, uh, well, just, let's say you've got the Tories, Labour Party, and the Lib Dems and the Greens, and you, and, and the voting happens, and say the say Labour wins or the Tories win, whatever. If if you now held, if you held as an experiment, won two horse race with just Labour and the Tories, the Tories, Labour oh, against the Greens. How well, because you don't mean that overall I've got more votes than each one individually, do you? No, you mean because if the other ones split. were taken away. If the other ones were taken away, you, you should still win. Because if, if it's if if when offered the opportunity between just the Tories or Greens, the what's Greens the point would of that? Win. What's the point of that test? Is that to say well, that's how you end if, up with a fairer system? Yeah, if it doesn't pass that test, then it's giving it's it's giving a result that isn't sensitive to the actual desires of people. So it's not it's it's not very democratic. Right. And the problem is, I, I don't know if we really do pass the consensus test with a with a two party sorry I'm sorry with a, with a first past the first post, post no um, well let's, 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 let's 
yeah discussion maybe for another podcast of the yeah. the, um, the the the, the, the past the post uh, sister first past the post. Well, look, can, uh, I, can, I, can I really quickly got... sum up the fun thing that's happening in Parliament? Just because okay. this was a, uh, I was writing something for the news quiz this week, and I went right. So Boris Johnson says that he doesn't want no deal, right? But some people suspect he really does. Yeah. He says he only wants to pretend to be willing to do no deal, so that he so that that's a credible bluff for the European <laughs> Union, which is hilarious. Yeah. So he get you know. Yeah. So that he can get the best deal possible, right? And then he gets annoyed when Parliament tries to stop him going for no deal, even though he says he doesn't really want it, right? And then he says he wants the general election, and even though the Labour Party have traditionally, you know, it's the opposition, they should want a general election, they're not going to let him do it because under the terms of the Fixed Term Parliament Act, if he gets the two-thirds majority to call a general election on the 14th of October, yeah. once that is passed, he can unilaterally change the date yes. to move it to the after November. Right. Right? So, so if he does that... Why would you want to do that? Because then you'd get a no-deal Brexit. The clock would just tick down automatically to the 31st of October. Uh, we leave, we crash, we crash out the deal. European Union with no deal, and then it's an election the next day, which he probably would win because he has... There's a there's no a there's no time for anything to have gone fully tits up in the country and b he has delivered on the Wait, only thing he said he would have delivered on. But if he sits out, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So to sum it, sum it up, right? He says that he's lying when he says he wants a no deal Brexit. He says that he's he wants to lie to the European Union. The European Union says, but he hasn't made any negotiations. So people go, oh, he's lying when he says he's lying to the European Union. Right. So, so he really Double does rough. want a no-deal no Brexit. And he says, no, I don't. And they go, OK, you can't have one. And he goes, curse you, I wanted to pretend to want one. So, uh, right, a general election then. And we, and, and, <laughs> I wanted I want a general election on this day. And they went, no, because we think you're, we think you're lying about the day. this was our country, it would be hilarious. <laughs> we think you're lying about the day you'll have it. So right. that you can pass the thing that you pretended to be lying about, but you weren't really lying about it, that was a lie. If he goes and just sits in his home for 14 days and lets the time go past, yeah. surely if he's doing nothing, surely at that point uh, a no-confidence vote would be easy against him. Right, but he might hold one himself. <laughs> oh, there's always that possibility as well. Because, you know, because if, if... Oh, we've got loads of things in the air right now. Yeah, this, this is the thing people are talking about. Um, if he can't get, and he definitely can't, he cannot get, as long as Labour hold, still, hold, hold firm... And unless and until they have passed this law, that means he can't just tick down the clock to a no-deal Brexit, right? If it, if it gets to that point 31st, he has to ask Brussels for an extension, legally. Although he says he might break the law and not do that. Yep. Fuck There's another knows. possibility. Yep. Um, and so that's this is why Labour Labour aren't, aren't going for it, right? Um, but he has an alternative possibility, which is okay. Fuck the fixed term parliament at. I call a no confidence vote in myself. <laughs> yeah, and then what happens? I think if he loses it, which how could you vote that you had confidence in someone who just if he loses no it, if he loses it, he steps down, right? I, I, or does the government step I, down? I, um, I don't know. Because there's also talk about. I don't think it's it's, it's really on the cards, but there's talk about that he could resign right now. Which apparently forces uh, 
um, forces Corbyn to take this caretaker government, which would then, uh, if, if Corbyn goes beyond the 31st of October, that would force a general election, which could get Boris back in again. Wow. What we're seeing right now is, is a, a load of tactics that haven't been tried before. And this is why I'm asking the question, is what we're seeing right now undemocratic all over the place? Or is this the beauty of the democracy we have with all these fallbacks, full stops and everything else to, uh, to step in when we have a situation quite as, as heated as this? I, I honestly don't know, right? Because you, you could argue that the one piece of straightforward democracy that we've had in all of this that had at least a result that you can just look at and go, I understand that, was the 26G, yes, 2016 exactly. vote to leave the European Union. Yes. But having just discussed the Condorcet test, that that was, do you want to leave or remain? And leave, beat, remain. Then, in June 2016, leave on the day it was held, leave, beat, remain. And it did in opinion polls leaving up to then. It was narrow there, right? So 52, 48. Um, it has, in opinion polls, leave hasn't, Hasn't seen, hasn't beaten Remain uh, consistently for the last couple of years, but also the moment you nail down a type of Brexit, right? No version of Brexit gets okay. I, to I, be I'm with you. Then that's you what you're but at the same time, I don't know the right. I agree with the argument because at the same time, there was not a particular deal or a type of Brexit that was on offer when when that referendum was held. I, I, I know. Was, and I agree, it was yeah, leave yeah. or remain, and. Sometimes I still go back to the the divorce argument. Is that if you decided to divorce me, which would be horrible, Nick? But if you did, yeah, right. If complicated. We, if we if we decided we were going to get a divorce, then to now say, oh, it's gone too complicated, or uh, someone's demanding too much money, and it's safer or easier to stay stay in the marriage would be kind of horrible. It's like either you want out or you don't, you know. Yeah, and that means at any expense, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I'm not saying I'm. Uh, therefore, we should Brexit. I, I don't really know what's best anymore. It's now <laughs> so complicated. I think uh, remaining now after everything that's happened would be uh, would cause huge problems in the country. Uh, and I think Brexiting is also everything's going to cause a lot of upset. The, the, there's no and everything's got possible danger to it as well. Yeah, and I I, th I think also I think whatever happens probably needs some sort of democratic stamp on it. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm in favour of a, a second vote, ugly as it is. I think the, the problem being... I just don't think it will stop at that point. I don't think no, 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 that's the thing. So I, I would be as well, but then we'd have to have everyone agree. But, but Whatever least, happens this time, that's it. But at least, but at, least at least if people... At, at least if Parliament act on something that's been put to a plebiscite again, they, they are not openly kind of... I just wish we didn't have two megalomaniacs in charge right now and a choice between two people with uh, both with extreme attitudes that I have zero respect for. I mean, when you see Boris go into the, after losing all, all the votes he got on Tuesday and then going into the House of Parliament and then just being his Mr. Jokey self and so on, he went up oh, and, and, and just rude, you know what I mean, as well. I think it's embarrassing. And the whole thing at the moment, we're seeing uh, members of the Tory party leaving uh, some like, old Kentucky Fried Chicken all over the place for what? members of the press. and You've been following all this? Oh, oh the, the chlorinated chicken thing. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So it, That's a weird insult, isn't it? It's a weird insult and then leaving chicken all over the place and uh, and, and putting and all over the... Uh, they're on social media calling uh, members of the Labour Party chickens and so on. Oh, it's grow up at so public school. But also, this is this is uh, Boris Johnson who really wants to get a, a, a deal with Trump. One of the least pleasant aspects of which 
is that it would open our market to meat that's been raised in such yes, yeah, yeah, sanitary yeah, yeah. conditions yes. that it needs chlorinating. Yes, but also with his character defamation and so on, I, I think he is going the same way as Trump in that sense. It, it's, it's, it's really just make fun of your opponent and belittle them as a person. He, yeah. he doesn't come off as prime ministerial doing that, but once again... I really don't he, know he how may not, but that's, that's, that's a narrative that plays on the street, I think. I think uh, yes, people it who does. aren't really... People who aren't really and following it. Tra- it and it works he's for Trump. Ch- he's, challenged, he's challenged Corbyn to an election and Corbyn didn't want one. He's scared. But Corbyn's also got this thing where... Corbyn's almost had this like Muhammad Ali thing of, of, of standing back for several bouts with his like fists over his face, just yeah. protecting himself. And now it's really it's going to be interesting to see whether he, he sort of started fighting whether he is actually going to start fighting or whether he's he's never really that... Car- I don't think he has. I don't think he's got the strength of character. And I, I'm not a... I'm so anti-Corbyn myself and it's probably partly the Jewish thing and uh, because I'm, I'm quite attuned to uh, a very long list that many members of the public seem to be able to ignore. I, I wouldn't mind if people around me were going, you know, I'm going to vote for Jeremy Corbyn because I think it's the best we, we, we've got and we, we, we need to do that right now. But I'm hearing people being totally forgiving about things that I think are horrendous. Uh, without without going through it all in it right now, but uh, I I don't think I could bring myself to vote for Jeremy Corbyn. At the same time, I, a I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, voting conservative, so I don't know what I'm left with really. Yeah, uh, people, Lib- people, Lib- people use this phrase, don't they? Debate, they use so. this phrase, fit to be prime minister. Do you think Jeremy Corbyn's fit to be prime minister? Absolutely not. And I go, yeah. okay, I'll answer noted that if you don't expect me to think to say that Boris Johnson is fit to be Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's the trouble. We're in a lot of zero sum and this is what happens when you have extreme characters. This is what we see with Trump as well. We see uh, people either... What it is, both of them form cults around them and I don't really trust a cult around a leader. Right. You know, I can understand people saying, okay, uh, a leader has uh, some things I agree with, some things, some policies I don't and overall, I think this is the best option. Fine. But this this cult this um, pedestalling of, of leaders is is kind of I don't know whether it's a particularly new thing or not. Whether it's more because of social media. I th- yeah, even even with very you know, you know great public servants and men and women of state, just don't expect perfection of people. But yeah. with these people, what, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Yes. I th- I what's very interesting, I think, is how nobody trusts Boris Johnson at all. People, you, you'd find people, even even sort of Corbynites, saying, you know, with, may, may and by the way, I think they might be wrong. Theresa May was a you know, big old liar when she needed to be, but um, you know, if she if she'd gone, we'll have a general election on this day. I don't think people would would go. That is just a lie. If you give him this, he'll change it. Yeah, and, yeah. and with this. Everyone's going, no, we just do not believe you at all. No, he's totally self-serving. But on the other hand, as I say, the one thing he might have been telling the truth is that he, is that he was going to pull out all the stops to get a um, to get a Brexit by the 31st of October. And, and if So you might say he's lying a lot in order to do that, but then yeah. it might be in order to keep to a promise. Well, look, look at the, look, look, the long game now. If he... If he uh, you know, populists tend to put themselves as the true champion of the people against yeah. the corrupt establishment. Yes. I mean, he's fucking set that up well, hasn't he? Yeah, yes. He's trying his damnedest to get Brexit and, like, you know, 
I'm playing both sides of that, right? Going, I'm really trying to get a deal, but not obviously trying to get a deal. So, it, like, looking to the people for whom no deal Brexit is the only pure Brexit, he looks to those people like a proper Brexiteer, really trying to do it, trying to wrench us as painfully as possible out of the European Union. And then he's not allowed to by Parliament. If he then runs in a general election, he's literally like the only pure white knight of Brexit. Yes, he is getting... He gets to play that populist card. But it's also odd that the two main parties are playing opposite roles to what we normally see. Is that normally conservatives are trying to conserve a situation that they're against change. They're really slow on change. And what they're asking for is a massive change. The, the, and, the, and these, the people, these people aren't really conservatives, I think, in, in a general sense. They're, they're radicals. Yes, they are radicals, yeah. But that's not what I'm saying is that's not normally the role of the Conservative Party. And the role no. of the Labour Party is to be radical. Yeah, major social change, etc. Et so that, that super sort of super right wing um, libertarian strand has always sort of been there. Yeah, the sort of underpinning of Thatcherism, but you know, but they're they're now they're now in charge of the bus. And here's something that you, that you talked and about very much. The bus is very wobbly. The bus is, the bus is crashing a lot. The road is on his thin, and it's going around a cliff. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the driver keeps yelling, "Just tell the cliff, just <laughs> tell the cliff, we're going to go over it, and eventually it'll change into a pasture." Um, I wanted to mention this thing as well that, that a lot of people aren't mentioning, but it seems not irrelevant. Given wow, have you got an area that people aren't mentioning? Because it seems that well, not many people aren't mentioning. I, 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 I can't. Right there's, there's a guy I, I uh, like on on YouTube whose uh, his name escapes me right now. I think he's called a different bias, but I don't know. I can't remember his name. Right. He talks about uh, politics, and I looked into this, and he he is correct. In January twenty twenty, there's an anti. Um, kind of an anti-corruption law coming in, an anti-tax avoidance law coming in that will apply to all of the EU member states and everyone in them. Okay. And that will that will apply to anyone who has offshore bank accounts. They are going to have to make them... Is this on an individual public. level or corporate or... I think, I think all of them. Yeah? Um, okay. And so a lot of the people who are bankrolling Brexit are very, very, pop, very, very uh, passionate about it will be disproportionately hit by this. Like a lot of people mentioned in uh, the Paradise Papers. How soon is that? Is, it, is that likely? Uh, that'll come in in January 2020. OK. And, and his reason for bringing this up, this guy on, on YouTube, was if you wonder why, after three years, there suddenly feels like a panic to get Brexit done really, really fast, it's that they kind of can't undo this once it's done, right? If if you're Jacob, so Reese, if we Brexit after that, they'll they'll still be obliged to. Uh, yeah, because at the, at, at the time problem. it came in January twenty twenty, okay, they will still they will still have shown all their offshore accounts. We will know how much tax they've been avoiding, and we know we know it's quite a bit because in the Paradise Papers, uh, um, Aaron Banks, the Barclay Brothers, uh, Jacob Rees Mogg, Jacob Rees Mogg, I think, pocketed four hundred eighty, uh, four hundred eighty. $480,000 or something like personally uh, that was uh, mentioned in the Paradise Papers so that was um, how, much, you know, how much is the Queen down for do we know I do not know but the, but the, the Crown was definitely mentioned in uh, quite a lot of them oh really okay yeah as I recall I don't know I, I haven't looked this up it's uh, 
I remember when it came out. I don't remember any details. Uh, but that, but that's another thing. You know, you see, the, these these are people who really don't want, you know, as they would see it, big government. In, you know. Um. Yeah, that's a law we could introduce here easily enough, though, couldn't we? I mean, if the but Labour we Party never got in, watched the UK would never bring that in. The, <clears throat> the, the, the Conservative inter- Party would bring that in, but a Labour Party could. A like a Corbyn-led Labour Party might bring in something like that. Actually, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine anything much to the right of that bring it in because it's just. I mean, the engine, the engine of the economy is the city of London, right? Which is just it skews all the figures. You know, it makes. Uh, it makes the UK seem like it's a richer country than it effectively is for its population. You know, that's so the city, the city like London, the southeast. Is How one of the... certain is it the EU are going to bring that in? Because I imagine <clears> they've got loads of opposition to it. Is it just under discussion at the moment, or is it? Is it uh, no, no, it comes. It's set to happen. Yeah, so it's set to come. Right. In. So that could be another key factor. Uh, yeah, it could. I certainly think it's worth bringing. Up. I not just worth bringing up; it's worth asking people about. You know what I mean? When you just see someone on question time or whatever, just go, how, what do you think about this rule that's coming in? Yeah, and it's uh, only, as long as you're escaping this by leaving the EU, do you have any plans to bring one in of your own? Yes, and it's only if we do bring in one of our own that then we can be sure we are Brexiting for the right reasons. Right. I mean, that then we could trust them a little bit more. Can we say, okay, if they still want Brexit, <coughs> despite the fact they're not going to be able to avoid that, uh, that particular law and still, <laughs> still going to have to declare all their taxes. Yeah. Right? Then it becomes trustworthy, or at least a bit, a bit more trustworthy. So, do you, do you talk about this stuff on stage at all? Um, no, I, apart from a few side nods every now and then, but I, I haven't really been broaching it because, for, partly because I don't do a lot of politics in my act. I will, yeah, I will yeah. occasionally, if I'm doing a show, if I'm doing a, you know an hour show or whatever, uh, if there's something interesting to me that's going on. But um, no, and, and I imagine. It, I don't know, you didn't see that many shows in Edinburgh, but did you get a feeling that Brexit was a, was a big part of Edinburgh this year? I saw quite a lot of shows in Edinburgh this year. Right. Uh, and it got very little mention in the ones... And I saw some I saw some quite political shows as well, but it didn't get a lot... And Andrew mentioned Andrew Doyle, obviously, yeah. uh, taking his... Really unusual for comedy this... Uh, uh, these days, that the position... That you know, if you're pro EU, you're a turkey that's not just voting for Christmas. You're effectively plucking and basting yourself and you know, <laughs> the rest of it. So he's he's got his left wing pro Brexit uh, stance. I didn't say, Simon Evans, uh, who'd be someone I'd expect to have a view on it that might not be that, uh, you know, popular in the in the, in the liberal consensus. Uh, he doesn't because his his show was taken over by this very personal revelation. Right. Uh, that I can't. Spoil. Yeah, I know. I, I listened to the one you did with him that you recorded with him, and there was a lot of references to. Uh, there's a personal revelation that happens, but we're not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, you you just can't. It, it would absolutely ruin the show if you know what it is. But it's not uh, fair to keep mentioning it, then, is it? Quite something. <laughs> um, but no, I I. Don't I don't do politics very much on stage. You know, most of my stuff's a bit surreal, silly, and it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't necessarily suit me to suddenly get into a meaty subject. It's the kind of thing occasionally if I'm doing a new material night, I might want to get into a subject like that and then just just try a piece. But it would rarely fit my set. Yeah, once in a while, I remember I remember you had a tremendous piece on um, uh, if you've nothing to hide, you've nothing to fear. Oh, back that was back in the uh, at the time when there was a, a whole load of. Um, 
a database. It was a database time when there was right. the government bringing in loads of databases, uh, keeping fingerprints uh, forever, even if someone had just been charged uh, by a police station, then um, or not been charged rather, they've been brought in, fingerprinted, not charged, and they were keeping all those uh, databases of that. And then they had. Uh, there was just loads of lo- loads of laws against free speech were coming in as well. Yeah, so, uh, there was a lot. And of that it was at that time when they were saying, "Yeah, if you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to fear." Which I always think is a terrifying thing to hear from the government. Constantine Kissing to hide. had a, a show about free speech. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And, and I interviewed him, so now we put that up. Right. I, I tried some stuff uh, last night in uh, at two gigs. I, it, it absolutely tanked at one of them, but then, uh, but then so did everything else. Yes, that's they were the just way, they were just a group of very sort of judgmental, suspicious uh, older people. It, it felt like doing a it felt like doing a gig in a cafe. Yes, a ice cream cafe. Uh, and then the second gig it went so well. Right, it was lovely, but it, it was about uh, about convention. And rules, and about how so proroguing Parliament being this thing. Basically, my angle was, I know it's not just I don't know what's going on. I don't know whether any of it's allowed to be going on. And no, and they go, so can you do this? And they go, um, there's no, it is not written down anywhere that you definitely can't do it. Right, yeah. And say so about <laughs> proroguing or about the about yeah. um, you know John Burko trying to intervene, all that stuff. Yes. They're going this. I mean, there's no constitutional precedent for this and so my whole thing is about we have we have laws but we used to not have all the laws and we had to bring them in one by one when people did things that we didn't think anyone was going to do yeah 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 good enough and all now it turns out yeah really learning as we go along yeah so i think it's like that it used to be legal to fuck your dog but it was never not frowned on yeah no one. Oh, we should really stop people fucking the dog. No one's fucking that. Oh, Brian. Yeah, Brian. actually happened to do it a few years ago. I uh, which country? Some of the Scandinavian countries, I think, brought in a law that you weren't allowed to fuck animals when they, they'd never had that law before. Right. And suddenly uh, the cases were mounting up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the argument, animals were complaining. Brilliant. And and the yeah. So the argument of the bit is, it's never a good thing to be the reason they had to. St- <laughs> if, if, if you could say see that yeah. sign I'm the reason that had to be put there yes yeah I fucked the horse yeah. that brought this in that's me yeah. <laughs> I'm the reason brooms can only be this long <laughs> <laughs> so yeah massively massively changing time zone and at this point I think it's as, as scary as it's fascinating right now yeah, you know, it, 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 there's it really a really feeling. There's a big feeling that, absolutely, you know, from seeing the shortest running prime minister possibly to seeing law, actual laws being broken by prime ministers, whatever it is, uh, and or even yeah. though, you know the usurping of uh, forcing a caretaker government, um, whatever happens now, we're we're, we're really in um, unknown territory. Yeah, and, and it seems like we've just got the law. To fall back on it really is that thing. Well, what if? All right, you've just passed this thing saying that Boris Johnson has to seek. Um, yeah. He said he said I'm not he's do saying it. he won't he do said, it. He said I'd rather die in a ditch than do that. Yeah. So then, what happens? Uh, yes, because then the law has to go through several processes, and I wonder whether, in the time it takes to do that, whether it then becomes reversible or not. Probably not. I don't know. And the thing is, he's he's all guns blazing right now, isn't he? I mean, he's 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 seriously going into this, going up thirty first of October, repeating it over and over again, uh, and and laying 
absolutely everything on the line. It's, it's yeah, all yeah. risk, 100% risk. But at the same time, what Corbyn's doing for, been doing for ages is keeping his cards, whether it's, I don't know whether, I don't believe Corbyn's been keeping his cards close to his chest. I think like with most things, I don't think Corbyn has had a plan of any kind. I don't think he's had any contingency plan or it, he's never come out with anything. He's never really said, this is what I'm going to do if I'm Prime Minister. It's never been clear. So in, in, a, po- now, in a poker sense, it's like, it's like you, you can't read his face, but that's because he hasn't looked at his own cards. That's right. And I, th- <laughs> I think he's kind of waiting. I think he's been waiting to jump on whatever fuck up he can get from the, uh, whatever the Conservatives do wrong that, that frames Johnson enough. You know, like, like the attempt to get a caretaker government, which kind of... I, I, I know he had a right to say it, but I just thought it was so shitty that kind of. How about we have a caretaker government and I'm prime minister? Like, yeah, oh man, he looks so badly, desperate. It? Yeah, yes. So, um, yeah, and at this point, it's, it's any prediction? Um, I, I think we will have a general election probably before the end of the year, and it might Almost be really, same. really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because, and I mean, it might be, uh, what are we now? It might be in four or five weeks' time because uh, Corbyn, Corbyn would go for that general election if... If it's the 14th of October. Um, if it's, no, yeah, if the, if the law preventing uh, Boris from putting no deal through against the wishes of Parliament goes through. I understand why Corbyn doesn't want an election on the 14th of October... But shouldn't he want it? It doesn't look... It's not good for oh, no, no, think He should I be think... saying, I believe I'm right and I believe that I, I represent what the public want and therefore I'm willing to have an election immediately. Yeah, but I, That's think, I, think, I think Corbyn personally does want it. I think he'd be quite oh, happy. He, and the, I, peop- I, I, the people around he's... Corbyn have always had this, oh, we just campaign and oh, I love campaigning. He, he fucking loves elections. Corbyn comes alive in an election. Like... Oh, I thought the line I've of the day. I've never seen him like, come alive. You know, like... <laughs> He doesn't. Like, he, he's, re- he's actually good. That's the one thing he's actually good at in politics. Yes, but then Boris is good at campaigning as well. Yes, he is. And I think, I think what everyone said about the uh, 2017 election, which was, oh my God, look how, how much better than we expected Corbyn did. He did against May. Against May, who's just like a, a shadow of a not even reanimated corpse. And... That is not what Boris Johnson is going to be like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boris Johnson looks like... And the, the thing about Johnson is if people don't believe him... And I don't he, think Boris knows how much he puts people, the members of the public off, though, with his taunting and his and, and some of the more childish jokes. And the smirking and the looking and like... Calling, at the moment he's calling people... I forgot who he calls someone a big girl's blouse or something. And uh, uh, another one's... I forgot it was, it was something similar to that. And it doesn't read well to the public. So sometimes I think oh, he's got that disconnect thing. That's sometimes he really shows the public schoolboy that he is. Yeah. Yeah, and and also he's now prime minister, so it's too it's it's too serious in a way. Yes. He's meant to be doing this really serious job, and he still looks like he doesn't take it seriously. Hasn't really bothered to do the reading. You know that 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 doesn't read well. And the smirking, the the looking like you the never bloating, quite mean yeah, what you say. The smugness of it all, yeah, yeah. So something that could play against him, but they both have their massive fan clubs and it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. But I feel like we should be going for an election, the snap election soon, because they, that needs, to, to me, that that's the obvious thing. It needs to be decided now who is in charge so that they can 
uh, we have a chance of, if we're going to Brexit, doing it in time by the 31st of October with a mandate. There is no way we can do, have a, a, a Brexit with a mandate by the 31st of October otherwise. Boris yeah, can't right. do it. But he cannot. He's, he's not got yeah. the majority to do it. But it's still, so it'd be, it would be wrong for him to do it. Do you, do you still not think it's a bit fucked that we have to have another general election that is entirely about Brexit when it should be about so many other things? No, because I think this general election solves our problem of having another referendum. I think it would be a referendum. If the Labour Party are going to say then Remain... then why not have another referendum? Huh? Why yes, because, it, because then we still have to decide who goes ahead with this. But if, if the Labour Party are going to say we're going to solidly be Remain this time, 100%, and the Conservatives are solidly going to be Leave uh, with, with whatever deals we're on offer right now, then that is your referendum. And that gives the referendum in time before the 31st of October to definitely see where the country is at right now. Not definitely, but you know, I mean, you have to have a reasonable understanding. But there's a million reasons to vote for an MP. Like, you, you, you might really. Sure, there might but be a not. great this local is... MP. That, no, but it's madness. It's madness. This is going to be a, no, it's going to be a one, it's going to be a one, one subject, uh, one, uh, one, one issue, one issue um, election. But ideally, I what think we that's have, such a terrible. Ideally, what we should have is an election, but with a promise of another election within the, the year. Okay, I, I could I could swallow that a bit more easily. Because then, even then, I wouldn't be too worried about uh, if the country voted for uh, for Jeremy Corbyn uh, if I thought that was going to be for just just a because that means they want to remain and then he carried through the remain and then as soon as that's done with, we get another election. Do, do you not think there's a problem, right? If I'm, you, sure, if you, I'm if you, sure that if you, can't be done for some reason or other, but I don't know what, what it is. What, if, if Corbyn... No, if you could have another, promise another election within a year or within a, a space of time. Fucking hell, the election party. The election party, yeah. Yeah, just hold the election party. And we <laughs> promised more elections until you... <laughs> until you... Until you... Isn't the problem, right? If, if you do this, if you have a general election that's just a proxy for Brexit, and Brexit wins... Brexit is Brexit still is suffering from the problem it was suffering from in the 2016 referendum, which was it hasn't been defined, so there's no particular form of no, Brexit. No, but if if people were to, if there was an election now, people vote Conservative, they vote for Boris, then that that is the country or most of the country, or you know, or at least first person post, but uh, that that is still the country deciding that that um, whatever deal he's getting, that's in, right? And he gets to really he needs to be able to negotiate the best deal he can. We can't we can't be deciding in advance what deal it's going to be because that already thwarts the deal, you know. If he's not allowed to say no Brexit, uh, sorry, no no deal, then we're already affecting what the deal is. We're already reducing the deal, which is the point he's but, making in the first place. But but I th- I think that's the case with a second referendum as well. The thing is, you know, you, you can say all right, the, the labor the Labour Party campaigning for Remain means that they don't have a walkaway point, but they do have a walkaway point because it's it's the public in a vote. That get to decide. I agree with you, but I still say that another another referendum is a definite referendum, and that is a really dangerous position because then we ask for a third referendum, whereas an election would be doing the same thing but without having this problem that we've had the whole time of demanding a second uh, referendum. So we can we can skirt it. I, I'm just so uncomfortable with the idea of an election. There's there's a proxy for something else. I mean, I know there always are proxies for for various things, but it's rare there ever one issue. But there's usually a main issue. I'm not comfortable with it either. I think it's, it's a really... But there's nothing right now I can see that I'm comfortable yeah, with. No. I mean, either the... But to me, that would be the most constitutional. How's <sighs> everyone a vote? Yeah. I, 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 think, I think we need a different... Without doing another referendum. We need a different voting system anyway, don't we? Because like, it, it, it 
brings back. We'll do, such we'll do, huge we'll do that on another podcast. We'll do we'll do yeah, the, the do voting it. system because um, I, I don't really understand how first past the post is, has been holding out as a system this long. Really, there are problems though with uh, with, with other systems. Yeah, but we'll discuss at, that at least, time, at least but it gives you well, the, the, the argument about it is always that it gives you strong and stable government, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yes, how's that working out? Yes, how's that? How strong and stable is this wobbly government? Uh, anyway, this cracking wobbly at, government. At least we don't have chaos with Ed Miliband. <laughs> <laughs> How different things would have been, probably. Yeah. All right, um, so that's 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 where we are. So we that's where we are. The, the country is in limbo right now. We have no idea whether there's uh, whether it's just a complete mess or whether. Uh, there are plans in place that everyone's having to play their cards in a particular yeah. way. We don't think so. I think all the cards are laid out face up on the table, and no one's got a good hand. Yeah, and I also think that if we do, if we end up having another vote of any type, but it, uh, if it's not about a specific Brexit, if it's a vote like by proxy for a party that may or may not produce a certain Brexit, it's still would you like limbo or the mystery prize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's this space? Well. We'll be discussing it again uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I don't know when we're next able to meet, but uh, hopefully by then there'll, there'll yeah. be some clue as to where, where the country is going, whether we all like it or not. Yeah. So. Because uh, you can't always get what you want. You can't, even if you vote for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. No. It's a changing world. Thank you very much for listening and. Um, do go to our Patreon page that we don't have. Cheers for listening. Yeah, please set us up a Patreon page. Thank and you. Then, you know, I don't know mentioned that. <laughs> Everyone else does it. They do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll tell you. We're so cheap. We'll tell you how to live. How to live <laughs> over a hundred. If you go. To Damn, we don't have a Patreon. We've already told them. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and um, do check in with us next time on the Citizens of. Nowhere. That sounded really unrehearsed because it was. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.